Okay, everyone, welcome back. We're learning Shara Yichud, and we finished the introduction yesterday. So now we're going to actually begin Perak Aleph. We're going to actually begin learning Shara Yichud Vemuna, which is extremely exciting because this Shara Yichud Vemuna, I would say more than any text in Judaism, is literally the seed, the corpus, the main. If one wanted to know and to find a text that gives over Teresa Balshemtiv, what's the main idea of the Balshemtiv, the main teaching of the Balshemtiv, in the most clear way and the most concise way, and what is the main idea? It's these chapters of Shariqud Vemuna. And really, all of Chasidis is just building on this, building on what we're going to learn in these coming chapters. So they're not easy, they're definitely not always easy. But it's definitely worthwhile to put in the effort to really understand these chapters and get them well. And I could t- tell you that doesn't come from learning them once or twice. One has to learn them a couple of times and not just learn them, but even more importantly, importantly than learning them, one has to be always thinking about them. And as we learned about contemplating them and on a constant basis, as we're going to see, that, because that, that's what we learned, that it's about internalizing these ideas which are very difficult. But again, you can't love what you don't experience. And to experience God is not easy. And the only way to experience God until Mashiach comes is with our minds. And so these ideas that we're learning over here is learning how to experience God with our minds, allowing our minds to be able to have a perception of Hashem in a meaningful enough way that we could, when we see the world around us, we could also have a relationship with Hashem in and through the world around us. So let's see inside. Sha'ar Yechud Ve'amunah. So before he begins Parak Aleph, there's one sentence over here, which is extremely important to get. This sentence is the, the Yisoyed. L'hovin ma'at meze'er, let us understand, at least in a small measure. Yeah, it's interesting that the Alter Rebbe says, let us understand ma'at meze'er which literally means a small amount from a small amount. We're not, we're not claiming to get, nobody's going to be able to get this fully until Mashiach comes. And as the years go by, these ideas become more and more clear. These aren't ideas that you learn once, like they're not just cognitive, they, uh, you know, facts that you learn and now you got it. It's, it's a constant avoid of internalizing these ideas. And even then, the al says it's ma'at meza'er. It's a little of a little. To understand a little bit of what what the Holy Zohar teaches, because of course Chassidus is based on Kabbalah. Chassidus is based on Kabbalah, based on the Zohar. What does the Zohar say? That Shema Yisrael v'chulei, hu yichudi ilo, uborch shem kevoyin malchuse la'olam voed, hu yichudi tato. That the Pasuk, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Echad, is the higher level unity. And then the sentence that we say after Shema Yisrael, Baruch Shem Kvayin Machus Elelam Vayad, is the lower level unity. Yechuda Ila'a means the higher level unity. Yechuda Tata'a means the lower level unity. Now, right away, as soon as we say that there are levels in God's unity, that should tell you something off the bat. And that is that you shouldn't think 
that the unity of God just means monotheism. Just that there's one God and then that's it, there's not many gods. Because if it's just monotheism, there are no levels to that. There's no levels to monotheism. There's one God, finished, Gendik, that's all. One God. That's monotheism. If Achtos Hashem meant something so simple, like monotheism, you wouldn't need levels. There, were, there aren't levels. Another thing we see right away from here, before we even learn inside, we have already an explanation of why Chazal put the words Baruch Shem Kavod Malchus Eloilam Voed in Kriyashma. Because you remember, we mentioned already a couple of times that in the Torah, it doesn't say Baruch Shem, it says Shema Yisrael Hashem Alekein Hashem Echad Ve'ahavta. And then we also say quietly the, the words Baruch Shem Kavod Malchus Eloilam Voed. Now, the Gemara speaks about it in Psachim. And the Gemara speaks about that even though Moshe Rabbeinu didn't say it, but Yaakov Avinu said it, right? That's the famous story that when Yaakov Avinu was on his deathbed and he wanted to reveal when Mashiach's coming and the Shechina went away from him and he was afraid that maybe one of his children was off the derech or something. So he said, maybe chas v'shalom, there's a psul, maybe there's something wrong with one of my children. And they said to him, Shema Yisrael, and at this time they were addressing Yaakov, whose name was also Yisrael, Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. They said to Yaakov, no, just like by you Hashem is one, so too Hashem is one by us. And Yaakov then responded, Baruch Shem Kved Mechus as if like saying, Baruch Hashem. So the Gemara says a simple explanation that we, the custom, the minig is to say these words, Baruch Shem Kved Mechus because Yaakov Avinu said them. It's like just this tradition this, that we have to continue in the, in the way of Yaakov Avinu. But the Zohar is saying something much deeper. The Zohar is saying that these words, Baruch Shem Kvayd Machus are a continuation, or better stated, the same idea as Shema Yisrael Hashem Lekeinu Hashem Echad, but on a lower level. On a lower level. It's the lower level of Hashem's unity. Now, we know, according to Chesidus, what does Hashem's unity mean? That just like before God created the world, nothing else existed other than God, so to now only Hashem exists the same way. Just now there is nothing other than God, and everything that seems to be something other than God, the fact that it looks like it's something other than God is an illusion somehow. But that itself, we're learning, this is already over here at the first sentence, the Alter is saying is in that itself, there are two levels. Yehudi Ilah, which is the meditation of Shema Yisrael Havaya Echad, that's Yehudi Ilah. And Yehudi Tata, which is the meditation of Baruch Shem Kvayr Machus Alelam Voed. Now, why, according to Chassidus, I'll already say at this point, why, according to Chassidus, did the rabbis put in the lower level unity? Why, why would we have to say the lower level unity? I mean, if Shema Yisrael is Yehudi Ilah, is the higher level unity, so then what's the point of then having to say, Baruch Shem Kvod Mechusalem the lower level unity? Why is it enough to stick with the higher level unity? Why would the sages want us to meditate on a lower level? 
Can anyone think of a possibility for that? Like, what would be the purpose of of having a lower level unity to meditate on? Even before we learn, anyone have any possible answer? Maybe it's more relevant. Oh, more relevant. Very good. That's exactly that's exactly the case. It is more relevant. It's more relevant because it's easier for us a to understand and b to through that meditation come to love of Hashem. Not everyone could come to love of God easily through Shema Yisrael Hashem Echad through Yehudi Ilah, the higher level unity. And therefore the sages put in Baruch Shem Kved Machus Vod, which is the lower level unity, because that's A, easier to understand, and B, easier through that to come to love of Hashem. Let me speak out now because he's not going to really explain Yehud Ilan, Yehud Tata at length until chapter 7, which is going to take a while to get to. So, but I do want to preface and I want to say now, what is the difference between Yehudi Ilah and Yehudi Tata? So, in order to, to and, and, and just again, Yehudi Ilah and Yehudi Tata is something that is the secret of the Baal Shem Tov's Torah. Like I, I began by saying, it's all of the Baal Shem Tov's Torah is Yehudi Ilah and Yehudi Tata. In fact, they say, uh, there's a story from Rabbi Eisel Hamler. Rabbi Eisel Hamler was one of the big Hasidim of the Alter Rebbe. And Rabbi Eisel Hamler said that when Mashiach is going to come, Mashiach's going to put Eisel, he said about himself, Mashiach's going to put Isaac on his hand, <laughs> like almost like a Lilliputian, right? Like with Gulliver. Like Rabbi Eisel Hamler is saying that Mashiach's going to put me on his hand and say, look, in the time right before Mashiach came, Isaac spoke about Yehudi Ilah. Now, Rabbi Isaac Hamler was a genius. Rabbi Isaac Hamler was one of the biggest Hasidim of the Alter Rebbe. He was a high, huge level. And he was saying with his humility that Mashiach's going to be astounded. Mashiach's going to put me on his hand and say, look at that, the time before Mashiach came, even Isaac spoke about Yehudi Law. So how much more so for people like us during the time of the pandemic on Zoom, that or, or whoever's listening to this through the recordings on whatever, on all this technology that bring us together and keep us apart at the same time, through this technology that was speaking about Yehudi Ilah and Yehuda Tata, in this way, it is the deepest secrets of Torah, is Yehudi Ilah and Yehuda Tata. And all of Kabbalah come to explain Yehudi Ilah and Yehuda Tata. So I'm going to give a little five-minute summary, but I hope you understand that that's not doesn't mean that we're going to totally get it. We need to learn this inside, and we need to learn it every single day. We need to meditate it in every single day. I'll actually tell you something really scary that the Mittler Rebbe of Dov Ber says in his introduction to the Sefer Imre Bina. Imre Bina, you know, Jacob, I know you have Imre Bina. We learned it a little together Saturday night. So in the Sefer Imre Bina from the Mitla Rebbe, which is considered the hardest Hasidic Sefer that there is, so the Mitla Rebbe in his introduction says something very scary. We know that Chazal say there's a concept of Karkafta Deloy Manach Tfilin, the skull that never put on Tfilin, which is a very severe thing, meaning a Jew that never put Tfilin on. That's a Karkafta, Karkefet is the skull. A Karkafta Deloy Manach Tfilin is called a Peshaya Yisrael Begufay, is a sinner in Israel with his body if he never put on tefillin. And the Mitla Rebbe says, that's Bechitzonius. But Bepnimius, it's when a person never meditates on Yehudi Ilah and Yehudah Tata. A person that never learned Yehudi Ilah and Yehudah Tata, 
is a karkafta, that's a peshe Yisrael b'nishmosai. If one that doesn't put on tefillin is a peshe, is a sinner with his body, a person that doesn't meditate yichud ilan yichud tata is a peshe Yisrael b'nishmosai with his soul. And you understand, he's not, he, what's in the tefillin? What's the tefillin? Shema Yisrael. Tefillin is putting on, is doing the mitzvah that Hashem wants that we should put the word Shema Yisrael on top of our skull. But learning Yehud Ilan, Yehud Tata is putting Shema Yisrael inside your skull. <laughs> right? You have Shema Yisrael on your tefillin, you have Shema Yisrael on your mezuzah, you say Shema Yisrael with your lips, but to understand Yehud Ilan and Yehud Tata, that's to understand Shema Yisrael with your mind, with your soul. And that's why it's so important. And so the Mitha Rebbe says, just like it's an obligation to put on tefillin every day, it's a, and that might be only on men, but on men and women, because Achdus Hashem, the unity of God, is a mitzvah sese shaleaz grama. Meditating on God's unity is a mitzvah deraisa that's not time-based. We have to be doing it as much as we can, as often as we can. So a man or a woman that doesn't understand, learn Yechud and Yechud Tata, and a Pneumius Dikka way is somehow a skull that never brought the Shema Yisrael in in an inner way. So let's at least speak now. Let's not wait till chapter 7. I want to speak a little now about what these two things are. Does anyone have a question? I see a perplexed face. Anyone have a question? I mean, even though you're never going to get it? When you say you're never going to get it, so it's like saying, you know, the Gemara says, if one person would do tshuva fully, Mashiach would come. Does that mean you'll never do tshuva? There are levels of getting it. There are levels of getting it. You know, Rabbi Khan gives a mushal, if a person is drowning, you know, all you have to do is stick up a pinky finger out of the water. If you stick up, if you stick up a pinky finger out of the water, they'll already be able to schlep you out by your pinky, or like Rav Nachman says, by your pace, right? You have to at least stick out a little pinky. Doing tshuva on your level is sticking out the pinky, is, is coming out. Ah, you didn't do tshuva fully. Okay, but that, that, that it's not all or nothing. So the same thing with Yichud and Yichud Tata. I'm going to explain it now in a few minutes. So hopefully Mitzvah will at least understand before we, we learn inside the text, I want to explain what these ideas outside and hopefully you'll get it at least at the most basic level and that's at a pinky level. And and and, it ta- and, and the more you learn, the more, you, the more we get it more and more and deeper and deeper. But the idea being that you have to at least stick out the pinky. You at least have to have Shema Yisrael, the meaning, the understanding of Shema Yisrael written on your heart and mind. At least at the most basic level. So listen. First, let's begin with what the Gemara says. What the Gemara says. Before we get to what the Zohar is saying, that the Alter Rebbe is quoting, let's first begin with what the Gemara says. The Gemara says that just like the soul fills the body, so does God's light fill the world. Just like kol haguf, just like the soul fills the body, so does God's light fill the world. 
Now, what does it mean that God's light fills the body? How does what does that mean that God's light fills the body? Let's let's talk it out for a second. What does it mean that God's light fills the body? Well, a person that doesn't have a soul is a body without a soul is Nishdagadacht is dead. So what does the soul do? It gives life to the body. What else does it do other than just make the body alive? What else does it do other than just make the body alive? It directs the body, right? It's in control of the body. Yeah? Anything that the body ever does is the soul making it happen. It's almost like if, you, if I would say electricity and appliances. Is that a good muscle for how the soul fills the body? Electricity and appliances? Well, yes and no. Electricity gives vitality to the appliances, but it doesn't like make the appliances move and it doesn't express itself through the appliances. The opposite. The electricity is, the body is expressing the soul, right? The body, whatever you see through the body, whatever the body is doing is how the soul is expressing itself because the body is completely bottle. That's the word bittle, which many people misunderstand very often, that the body is nullified to the soul. Nullified in what way? That it would has no life force without the soul. In that way, it's like electricity. But in what way is it more nullified to the soul than the appliances to electricity? Because your refrigerator or your microwave oven don't express the electricity. It's just that the electricity allow them to work. But the soul in the body, the body is literally just expressing the soul. When I move my finger, when I talk, when I, the way I look, the way my face looks, my facial expression, all these things are expressions of the soul. So that's the idea that that's how God's light fills the world. The Gemara says, God's light fills the world in the same way. That God is the soul of the world. Nafshi ivisicha. God is the nefesh ha'olam. This is actually a concept that's found in Lahavdil and all world religions that believe in monotheism, the concept of anima dei, that, 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 that Hashem is the vivifying force of the world. Anima dei, the, the, the deus, that God is the anima, is the life of the world. God is the soul of the world. And if, now again, we didn't get to Yehuda, the to Zohar yet. We're still talking in Gemara language. And that means, what's this meditation? It's that you meditate that when you see the world, when you see life, you know, Jews say Lachaim. When we drink, we say Lachaim. I don't know. Who are, we, who are we toasting when we say Lachaim? We're toasting God. Elikim Chaim. God is life. When you see the world is alive, that means yourself, you feel the vitality in yourself. That means you feel the vitality in the world. What are you seeing? You're seeing the soul, you're seeing God's light. I, you're only seeing the world. Well, when you look at me right now, you're only seeing my body. You're not seeing my soul. Or are you? Are you seeing my soul through my body or not? Well, you're not seeing the soul itself. But because the body is bottled to the soul, whatever I see your body doing, it's your soul doing it. Your soul is controlling it completely. 
So I'm seeing the expression of your soul. I'm seeing the life that your soul is giving. I'm seeing the expression of your soul all by looking at your body. That's how the Gemara says you look at the world and you know that God is the light that's in it, the soul of the world, and you could see godliness by meditating how God is the soul of the world. That's the Gemara. That's not yet Yechudatata. That's not yet even the lower level unity. You need then Kabbalah and Hasidus to explain deeper what's wrong, so not wrong, but why is that not enough to say that God is the soul of the world? Why is that not enough of a meditation? If I'm just meditating that God is the soul of the world, why is that not Yichud. There's God and world. Exactly. Exactly. Just like this soul and body. A person could, when a person dies, the soul leaves the body, they become separated. When they're unified, they're one unit. But they come from different sources. The body comes from, you know, from the father or the mother, what the mother ate for nine months. That's where the body comes from. The soul comes from a different source. And mafli lasos, like the Ramah says about the Asher Yatzer Bracha, right? We know the Asher Yatzer, we after, every time we go, after we go to the bathroom, we make a Bracha Asher Yatzer, and that Bracha finishes, Reifechol Basar, umafli lasos. He does wondrous things. So the Ramah says, <laughs> sometimes going to the bathroom is certainly wondrous, you know, but, uh, you know, Rabbi Yurchem Levavitz from Mir, he used to say that if a person would know what happens inside their body just when they go to the bathroom, they would send a telegram home, call their, you know, call their wife and say, I'm still alive. I went to the bathroom, but I'm still alive. It's very, what, what happens when you go to the bathroom? Yeah, it's very wondrous. All the bodily, you know, things that happen are wondrous. But the Ramah says, why by Asher Yatzer, more the, but is that so wondrous more than anything else? What's the Mafli Lasseis? The mafli lasis, the most wonderful pele, is this unification, this fusion of body and soul. And that really, you experience that when you go to the bathroom, because there's probably nothing we do that's more animalistic than going to the bathroom, like the Gemaratakah says, it's one of the things that humans do that angels don't. Going to the bathroom is extremely animalistic, and yet as soon as you come out of the bathroom, you bless God, you make a bracha. So it's like you're in the bathroom and now you're making a bracha. Now you're communing with God. Mafli lasos. This fusion of body and soul is a, is a pella, is a wondrous thing. But as much as this fusion of body and soul, and, and, and how much of a fusion is it? Like we said that when you look at somebody's body, you're really seeing the expression of their soul. But sof kol sof, the body and the soul are two separate things that are united. And nigle, meaning without pnimia satora, without pnimia satora, the world and God are always going to remain two separate things. It's not enoi milvadoi. You won't be able to understand that God is the only existence just with nigle, without pnimia satora. Because the Gemara is only saying that God is the soul of the world. Yehuda Tata is to understand deeper that the world itself, 
the physical objects you see, everything you ever see, is the light of Hashem manifesting as whatever you're looking at. That's Yehud Tata. Yehud, the lower level unity, Shbar Shem Kveid Malchusay. Now you might notice that it doesn't even say in the words Shem Kveid Malchusay. It doesn't say the word Achdus. It doesn't say the word Echad anywhere in Bar Shem Kveid Malchusay Void. Even though the word Void, the Zohar says the word Void is connected to the word Echad. It's just the Aleph changes into a Vav, and the Chet changes into an Ayin, and the big Dalit of Echad becomes the small Dalit of Void. And we know the rule that in Kabbalah and Chesidus that when letters change around, it means it's a Yerida. It's a descent. So the Hashem Echad descends to become Le'olam Void. But Lamaise doesn't say in the words, it doesn't openly say God's unity, but it does say God's malchus. Shem kveid malchus. Say, what is Hashem's malchus? What's Hashem's malchus? This is how Hashem's malchus is different than a physical king. A physical king, no matter how powerful a king it is, no matter how totalitarian he might be, the king and the nation are still two separate things. As much as the king might run the nation, and the nation might be so nullified to the king like a body to a soul, let's say. But the, but the king and the nation are two separate things. When it comes to Yehuda Tata, Shem Kavayim Malchus, Hashem's Malchus, Hashem's Malchus is Kol Masha Baruch like it says at the end of Pirkei Ovis. Hashem's kingdom is everything, is all the worlds, is Hashem's light spreading out to manifest as worlds and things in the world. Hashem, Hashem Melech, Hashem Molech, Hashem Yimlech Hashem's Malchus, Malchus is just another way of saying Yehuda Tata. Malchus is another way of saying God's lower level unity. Because God's kingship is not like a physical king that's something other than the nation. God's kingship is that the world that you see, the reality you experience, is the light of Hashem. Or in the language of the Baal Shem Tov, the way the Baal Shem Tov says it in Savasari Vash, bear in mind, even as you're looking at physical objects, that you're seeing the Shekhinah. The Shekhinah is another synonym for Malchus, and the Shekhinah is another way of saying Yehuda Tata. By understanding that everything that exists, all the worlds, all created beings, are God's Shekhinah, that means Yehuda Tata. All created worlds and all created beings is how God's light is manifesting, is being shoichen betachtoinim. It's how God's light is becoming the Shekhinah. And so Yehuda Tata means to be able to meditate how every tree that you see and every flower that you see and every cloud that you see and every person that you see is another way God's light is manifesting. That's Yehuda Tata. In a, in, in a couple of minutes. Any questions yet? I'm, I'm wondering, um, when you said that the Gemara starts off by saying that the, the soul, feels, just like the soul feels the body, so does God's light fill the world. It seems like, seems like the Gemara is kind of like misleading us a little bit and throwing us off the, off the scent, so to speak, by giving us that paradigm that we have to now get past that. It's almost like a different 
a different level to it, throw us off. Why, why would it do that? It's not throwing us off. It's the, it is a different level. It's called the Chitzonius of Torah. I mean, the, the, don't forget that, that the Gemara is the body of the Torah and the Zohar is the soul of the Torah, as it, as it says in Zohar. So the Gemara is only revealing. It's not that it's throwing us off. It's revealing a level that you could see with your eyes open. The Zohar and Kabbalah are already teaching you the Pneumius, a deeper level. But it's, 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 it's a very good point because there, as far as I know, there are very few places where you mamish see so clearly how Chassidus lo mistapeket. Chassidus, um, uh, it's not enough. It's not enough. It doesn't suffice with what the Gemara says. Because the Gemara just says that it's, you know, that it's the, the soul is the body. It's not misleading. It's, that, is, that is a first level. And again, it's not wrong. It's not wrong to say that God fills the world like a soul fills the body. That's true also. The mechanism of God's light in the world is also like soul and body. It just happens to be that the body of the world is also God's light. So it's sort of like bringing you towards a deeper level of understanding the unity. That's what the Gemara is doing. Any other question before I quickly say Yehudi'ilah? So, okay, so it's already late, but I want to just get in a couple of moments, just one, one or two more minutes, just to quickly say Yehudi'ilah so that you'll have what to meditate when you say Shema Yisrael tonight by Marav. What's still missing over here? Based on already your idea of Chassidus, think for a second, if you're meditating how God's light is spreading out to become all the worlds and all created things, what still don't you have? What aspect of God's unity that we've mentioned already many times do you not have yet? Would you say at this point with Yichud Tata that you could say, Enoid Melvadoi? That nothing exists other than God? No. Because God's light is manifesting as all the worlds and all created beings. So God's light is spreading out from Him to become the world or the worlds and created beings. And you also understand that if we're saying that His light is becoming trees and animals and people, that's not talking about God's infinite essential light, His essence, right? His Orin Sof. We know Orin Sof had to go through a Tzimtzum, actually many Tzimtzumim, Orin Sof, God's infinite light, had to contract itself many, 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 many times until His light can manifest as a tree. If I say to you, is the tree God? Chas v'shalom. Is the tree godliness? Yes. The Tzamach Tzedek points out in Yiddish the difference between Got and Getlechkeit. God and godliness. The tree is the light of God, but it's not God. Yehudi Elah, Shema Yisrael Hashem Echad, the higher level unity, is to then meditate that all the light that spreads out to become the worlds and all created things are still within God's infinite light even now. Where is God's infinite light? Where is Orin Sof Mamish? Where is God's essence? Right here. Wherever you are. So the next step of Yehudi love, Shema Yisrael, is now to lift up 
that contracted light and understand, no, the contracted light that becomes the world is within or in Sof, like the ray of the sun, before it leaves the sun. And I'm going to explain that more, Mitzvah Shem. Tomorrow we'll pick up, we'll stop over here, and I'll explain it more tomorrow, but at this point I'm stopping unless anyone has any questions. Or comments or witticisms. One second, one more second. Should not. As the class is officially over, I, I want to try okay. to stop on time. But there's uh, questions I could as long as you need. So the, it seems like it's an obvious question. Why not just skip to Yehuda Yilah from the get go? It seems like everything else is just kind of like getting us there. If we can, once we can conceptualize and really understand Yehuda Yilah, let's go there. Let's get there today, right now. So first of all, we don't skip to, to we, we do skip to Yehudila. We start with Yehudila. We say Shema Yisrael before Baruch Shem Kved Machusalel Okay. And we know that Shema Yisrael is the aside of Judaism. All of Judaism. Once you understand that Shema Yisrael is Yehudila, that Shema Yisrael is to be able to understand how everything is within God's essence all the time. You understand why it's in your tefillin and why it's in your mezuzah. You understand why Shema Yisrael is the first thing you say in the morning and the last thing you say when you go to sleep. Shema Yisrael is what our life is about. It's about mamish unifying ourselves with God's being, right? The question you could ask is, why do you need Yehud Right. And that's what I mentioned earlier, in the, we, we, we spoke about earlier in the shir, that that's what makes it, it's more relevant for us. We learned about this in the beginning of the shir, that the reason that, that Chazal put in Yehud why did they insert the Baruch Shem Kvayim Machusel Because the answer is because the Yehud is easier for everyone to understand and also easier to come to love of God. Because as we're going to speak about probably already tomorrow, there's two levels of love of God, love like water and love like fire. Kabbalah teaches this avakaeshan avakamaim, love, love, loving God like water and love like fire. Yehudatata is love like water. Yehudilah is love like fire. So to actually come to love God in a way of Yehudilah is a very difficult thing. So therefore we say, also, so that we could have a better understanding of Hashem's unity, it's more relevant to us, it's closer to us. It's closer to us to understand that whatever I'm looking at is God's light. It's a lot harder to then be able to go to the next step and understand how all that is within Hashem's infinite light. You have to go through the spheres. You have to understand the idea of the ten spheres to understand Yehudi law. There are many steps to get to to be able to understand Yehudi law. And you should know, Shara Yehud, the first six chapters of Shara Yehud is just explaining Yehud the Tata. The first six chapters. So it's it's hard to understand Yehudi law. I mean, just the basic idea I just told you, what the basic idea is. It's, it's elevating, it's being able to, in your mind, elevate the world into God's infinite light. That the light that of God that is the world is within God's essence, like the ray of the sun when it's still in the sun. So you could get it, you know, very superficially, but to be able to really meditate on that in a deep way is much harder. Anyone else? Yeah? Did someone raise their hand? No? Okay, so Mitzvah Shem, we will meet tomorrow, same place, same time. Thank you, everyone.